Hey everyone, and welcome to It's the Breakdown Podcast with D Malone. I am D Malone, and I am so glad that we are able to connect here yet again. Last, last week we were talking about uh, purpose, and this week we're going to talk a little bit more about purpose, but we're going to add a couple of things. And so before we get into it, let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for everything that you are and everything that you do. We thank you for the things done, the things that are about to be done, and we thank you for the things that you are doing in this very moment. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak to me, through me, and for me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Touch every set of ears, every heart, every mind, that we are receptive to what it is that you have to say to us on today. Lord, I pray that you remove every distraction, every block that would keep us from receiving and hearing your word. Lord, I ask that you would speak to us in a way that we know for sure is you. Bless your word, O God, that it shall not return unto you void. All these things we ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. So, purpose we were talking about purpose and what it is and how do we get to it and I know I mentioned um love but I want us to know that God has been speaking to me about these three words love purpose and surrender And so those two, I mean, those three go hand in hand. They are connected. See, we find our purpose in the one whom we love. And when we love him, he shows us his purpose for the life he's given to us. But without us being surrendered to loving him, Without us being willing, we won't be able to fulfill that purpose because we have to surrender what we think is our purpose, what we want to do. So we have to surrender our hearts and our minds and our souls to God. See, God wants us to be willing. He knows that we're able because he's given us the ability, but he wants us to be willing to love him. So he tells us in Romans 8, 28, that all things, not some things, all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So we know that one of our main purposes is to love God. One of the things that God has purposed us for is loving him. And in loving him, we surrender to him and we sacrifice and let things go that no longer serve us or the things that never served us. We let go of the ideals, ideals that we had for how we think our purpose is to be carried out. And when we fall in love with Jesus, when we grow in love with Jesus, when we grow more in love with him, he reveals to us purpose. 
But the main purpose that he's already revealed to us is love God and love others as you love yourself. So you love God, then we love ourselves, and then we love others. And see, what I feel God does, and he says this in his word, is he fills us up with love. This way, we give love from the overflow. Some of us have the world's view of what love looks like. So we think that love is emotion. It's feeling. And it's not. See, love is something, it's an action verb. It's something that you do. It's things that you do that shows someone you love them. God showed us by giving us his son. His son Jesus showed us by giving his life. Then sending us the Holy Spirit when he knew that he had to go back to the throne of God. He knew, hey, let me send the Holy Spirit, which is their spirit. That's love. When God wakes us up in the morning, that's love. Although sometimes we might use God. We use God as a genie. God, I want this. God, I want that. God, can you give me this? God, can you? And we we don't take the time to get to know him and just, just bask in his presence. We were talking about the veil, right? The light. God is still talking to me about the light. And when we spend time in his presence as the light of the world that he is, we then are the light of the world because we're shining his light. But it takes us getting into his presence. And then as we're in his presence, we grow more and more to love him. Again, just like when we have friendships or or new relationships, the more time we spend with the person, the more we begin to love them. And then here's the thing. The more we know their voice, the more we know what they would and would not say, would and would not do, the more we see their love and the more we get to exhibit our love for them, the more they know our voice. God knows our voices. He knows how many hairs are on our heads. He has a great future in mind for us a hope but we have work to do and love is intentional love is forgiving let's look at the prodigal son the prodigal son in Luke 15 11 he decided he was going to go off and enjoy what his father had given to him which was his inheritance but he was not supposed to receive it as soon as he did he was disrespectful in requesting it in the first place so now he and his brother they received their inheritance although they were supposed to be stoned to death they lived the brother went off and 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 lived this wild extravagant life until he couldn't anymore until his money ran out and then he's He's in the in the pig's trough about to eat the pig's food. He's supposed to be, you know, feeding the pigs and and working on, on this farm, but instead, he's like, "Wait a minute. What am I doing here?" He humbles himself 
and comes back in surrender with words that say, I'm not worthy to be your son. I will be your servant. But here is where the love is shown. One, the love is shown when they did not get stoned and the father gave them what they were not supposed to receive. How many times does God give us things even though we're doing wrong? He gives us life, breath, mobility, things that we take for granted. God gives us so freely. Why? Because he loves us. And like the prodigal father, the king, he wants us to return to him. So it's not that God is trying to buy our love because he doesn't have to. But God is so gracious and merciful and kind and loving that he's saying, hey, listen, I want you to see that I love you. So I'm going to show it to you. I'm not going to just make you feel this emotion, which he could have done. He could have made us into robots. And I say that all the time, but he didn't. And so as the son was returning home, he was running home. But guess what? So was the king. And the kings in those days, they didn't run. They wore garb that was down to their toes. So they're not running, they're kings, they're royalty. But the father loved his son so much that he was running to meet him. And as the son was giving him this speech, his father was ignoring that speech. God does that sometimes when we put ourselves so low, he is ignoring that talk. He hears it, but he's like, I don't do low level talk. I don't do low level thinking because my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than yours, which means I don't come down. I come to meet you where you are, but I don't, I don't get into the thinking that you get into. So what the prodigal king did is he lavished his son with robes, with, with sandals, rings on his finger. Go get the fatted calf. Let's go have a party he hugged and kissed. The Bible says he embraced him and he kissed his son. Why? Because he was so happy that he had returned home. And that is how God treats us. He is so happy when we return home that he's embracing us. He's putting us, he's putting our, our royal garb on us to let us know that you are not low. You're low in humility, but you're not low in stature because you are royalty. And some of us have forgotten that. Some of us have forgotten how to love ourselves. But in this space, in this time frame, in this season, God is saying that you have to love me in order to love yourself. Because when you love me, I give you different perspective on who you are. And when I give you my vision of who you are, you will get to know who you are and love who you are. Why? Because he's going to fill you up with so much love. And he's going to show you what your purpose is little by little so that we have no choice but to love ourselves. And then in loving ourselves, we are committed to staying in love with him. 
to growing deeper in love with him. Then we grow deeper in love with ourselves and then we pour from the overflow onto everyone else. So here's the thing. When they threw this party, not just the prodigal son and the angry brother and the king got to enjoy this party, but everyone that was around participated in this party. There are people who are in line to participate in your purpose and that purpose of love. So the love that the king had for his son poured over into everyone else. Everyone else got to enjoy by having a great meal and having a good time. Now, I'm not saying that we are out here just to party and have a good time. What I'm saying is the love overflows onto the people that are surrounding, that are connected to us. But we have to get into the space of loving on the king because then the king will love on us so deeply and so honestly because he doesn't know how to lie. And when he loves us this way, we can't help but to love ourselves. And then we must pour out onto others. We're going to want to pour out. You ever eat at an amazing restaurant and it's so, so good that you have to share with other people? That's how love operates. It's so, so good that you have to share it with other people. You want other people to feel the love of God that you feel. And see, when God was talking to us about light and unveiling our light, love is a part of that. Our main purpose, God put us here. He created us to love him, to worship him, to adore him, to praise him. Love was the purpose. Love is the purpose. And we've lost sight of real, true love we've lost sight of God's way to love we have taken on the world's skewed view of love the enemy hates love so he's construing he's messing it all up misconstruing it so that we never get to the purpose he doesn't want any of us fulfilling what God has created us to truly do because then he's in trouble And so many of us are walking in agreement with the enemy. We believe that love is an emotion, that it is feeling. And God is saying, no, my loves, my beloveds, that is not it. And when we do that, we, when you believe that it's a feeling and it's just an emotion that you go through, when the feeling passes, so does the commitment. So does the desire to be involved in the relationship. So many marriages and relationships are breaking up. Friendships are breaking up because people think, oh man, I'm, I'm just not feeling it anymore. The spark is gone. The chemistry isn't there. And then they run away. God did not create us off of his chemistry with us. He did not give us the 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 oh my spark for them is gone so eh, and leave us hanging and and flying in the wind 
But this is what we do to people. We love people for personal gain, selfish ambition. That's not love. Let's look at Joseph. So when we look at Joseph, all the way from uh, Genesis uh, 30. Five, I believe it is. We start to see Joseph, but in in verse in just excuse me in Genesis thirty nine, and then in Genesis forty two, we see Joseph's love in Genesis forty two. So if we do like thirty nine to forty two, we see so much of. We get to see Joseph's dream. That's one. But then when we see Joseph's dream and how everybody thinks it's ridiculous. And we see how his brothers throw him in the pit out of jealousy because uh, his father gave him a, a coat of many colors, right? He, he just looks like royalty and he had gotten special treatment because of, you know, his father favoring him. God does not favor us. I want you to know God does not have favorites. I know people say all the time, I'm God's favorite. That's not true. God has no favorites. God loves all of his children the same. God reigns on the just and the unjust alike. Please understand that is biblical. God having a favorite is not biblical. Favor doesn't mean you're his favorite. When God favors someone, that does not mean that we're the favorite. Because here's the thing about favor. Even though favor isn't fair, favor can come on anyone. It's not specific, right? So God God may favor someone and he may favor someone that you think doesn't deserve to be favored. So now with Joseph, Joseph was favored and his brothers didn't feel like he should have been favored by his father. But so they decide that we got to get rid of this guy. We're sick of him. He's talking his dream about we're going to bow down to him. He's got to go. So they throw him in the pit. Now they wanted to kill him. But his brother Reuben was like, "Uh -uh, no, 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 don't kill him. So now he's in this pit. Then they go back to check on him. Not all. His couple, his brothers who have some smarts go back to check on him. They take him out of the pit because now his father's looking for him. Jacob is looking for them, for him. And now they sell him into slavery because they don't want to kill him. So they sell him into slavery. So you see a, a, a band of brothers, a group of brothers treating their brother like trash. And yet and still, Joseph fulfills God's purpose for his life. Joseph doesn't fulfill his purpose because here's the thing. When Joseph received the dream, the dream came from God. The dream wasn't something that just came out of thin air. And a lot of us are receiving visions from God. We're receiving the dream. We're getting what God wants us to do with the life that he's given us. But because it seems so hard, so much bigger than us, so impossible, we decide that that can't be him speaking. And then we're like, well, God never said anything to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. But we counted it as nothing because it wasn't what we wanted it to be. And so Joseph didn't do that. So now Joseph gets sold into slavery. Joseph ends up in the Pharaoh's palace. He's interpreting dreams. By the grace of God, God is giving him this information. And God 
kept his hand on Joseph the entire time. Just like he's keeping his hands on all of us. Even in the hard moments, even in the moments where people despitefully misuse us, mistreat us, God's hand hasn't come off of us. He is still keeping track of us. He didn't forget about us. He's still loving us because his love isn't a phase. It's not a fad. It's not a feeling. So now Joseph in the palace, now he's in a position of power and authority because that was God's purpose. That was a part of God's purpose for his life. Now here's the kicker. When we see in Genesis 42, his brothers now come to him. Now his brothers don't know that it is him. Why? Because Joseph is covering himself. And so they can't tell it's him. Of course, and also Joseph has grown up. He was 17 years old when they did these things to him. He's now in his 30s. And so they have to come before him because there is about to be a famine. So when they're coming before him, they're coming in all humility. They they went and got back some money. They brought him some money. They want to pay because they need this food because they don't want to die. They want to take it back to their to the rest of the family. Joseph doesn't even take their money. Now, if it was any one of us, we might have been like, oh, yeah, that's right. Pay up. Hand me all of those dollars because you treated me like garbage. But Joseph exhibited God's love to his brothers. He didn't even take the money. What Joseph did was Joseph told them to bring back the younger brother because he wanted to make sure he was all right. And he wept when he saw them. Then he revealed that he was Joseph to his brothers. And they then wept like, oh my, we are so sorry for what we did to you. Because now they're afraid. Their weeping is fear. Joseph's weeping is love. He says, what you meant for harm, God meant it for good. So the plan was already for all of these things to happen to you. That's the purpose. And not, and, and I want to say not everything because there are some things that we've put in position that we've put on ourselves, but God has allowed it and fitted into the purpose. It didn't, it might've pulled us off of our journey for a, a, a moment, but God knows how to get us back on track. He realigns us back with his will and his purpose. And so they're now they're embracing one another. Because Joseph forgave them. See how love has forgiveness. Love is forgiveness. Forgiving people. See, when we are filled with unforgiveness, we become bitter and our hearts become hardened. So there's no place for love. There is no space to love. But when we forgive and let it go and let God remove it from our hearts, we can love as he said we are to love. God says, love your neighbor, love your enemies, pray for them. Now that doesn't mean you have to sit up in a face. I want to be clear. Joseph was apart from his brothers, albeit because they threw him into the pit and sold him into slavery. But 
He wasn't up underneath them. He wasn't running trying to reconcile. There are some people that God will cause you to reconcile with. And then there are other people that he just wants you to love them from far. He wants you to pray for them. Pray for those who despitefully misuse you. Praying for someone, that's love. That's forgiveness. And love, we have to love on purpose because love is a part of our purpose. Love is a part of our purpose. It is the, the one of the main commandments. God says the greatest of all of these is love. The greatest of all of these is love. And we are missing the love factor in this world because we think it's, it's predicated on what we feel. Now, that doesn't mean we go out trying to buy people's love like, oh, let me just do 50 million things for this person and they're going to love me. No, we have to be love, treat people with love and allow God to show us and direct us who he has in mind for us. Does that mean that we don't love everyone? No, but we need to stop throwing the word love around when we don't really mean it. Just like, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Don't tell people that if you're not going to do it. Like we need to be accountable to our even ourselves and how we're going to move forward with love. And if we look here, there's a bit of surrender. There's a bit of humility even in the story between Joseph and his brothers. Joseph surrendered unto God's purpose what God's will was for him he surrendered to that he was okay with that because he trusted God and surrender takes trust you have to trust who you're surrendering to and God is trustworthy God has done so many things to show us just how much he loves us and if he never did another thing sacrificing his son is really all we need. Jesus sacrificing his life, really all we need. We're we're not taking into account the the gravity of that love. And I think we need to revisit that those those sacrifices right there to a, to to understand and allow for ourselves to be loved by the king the Prince of Peace, our Jehovah Shalom, our Jehovah Nisi, our Jehovah Rapha, our Jehovah Jireh, all of these names, Elohim, all of these names are our God, our Yahweh. God is so great and loving. God is loyal. Love is loyalty. And all of these things God is doing, he's loving us on purpose. And he loves us with purpose. So, I want to give us a couple of scriptures to help us as we go along through the rest of this week. So that we can begin to open our hearts to God's love 
and allow him to pour his love into us and fill us up so much that we overflow with love that we love ourselves fully and then we love on others fully without any conditions because we know that love is patient love is kind love isn't rude love is not boastful love doesn't demand its own way love doesn't keep record of wrongdoings love is so many different things but God is love and when we think of those things God does demand his own way because his way is the way the Lord is the way the truth and the life so we can own, we have to love in truth. And so I want to give us some things to help us to get to those places so that we understand and know God got our back. He has our back and he has so many wonderful things in store for us, but we can't get to our purpose without getting to the love. So I want to read for you John chapter 15 12 and it states so this is my command love each other deeply as much as I have loved you see so he's telling us that I love you deeply and I want you to love deeply I want you to love people as I love you and so let's look also at first John chapter 4 verse 16 and it reads and we have known and believed the love that God has for us God is love and he who who abides in love abides in God and God in him so we know the word abide is resting right it's 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 living in so when we abide When we settle into God's love and we settle into love, we then love others. So again, in this scripture, he's saying that we have known and believed the love that God has for us. Some of us don't know nor believe that God has love for us. And I want you to believe and know that God has love for each and every one of us individually, collectively, corporately. God loves us. And he exhibited that love when he sacrificed his son for us. Don't be fooled by what the enemy is saying. The enemy is telling you that God doesn't love you, but that's a lie. That's a lie. Don't believe a liar. Why would we believe a liar? And love is also letting go. Letting go gives faith a chance to grow. When you let something go, stop holding on to grudges. Stop holding on to people that ain't supposed to be held on to. Let things go. Stop holding on to your ideas of what your life is supposed to look like. Let it go. So that you can come into the fullness of God and God's love. And then get to the purpose that God has for you. And I also want to read John 15 verse 9. 
As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. So, listen, this is Jesus speaking. He's saying, abide in me. Love me like the Father has loved me, and I I also love you. Abide in my love. Rest in my love. Stay here in my love. Bask in my love. So let's love on purpose, with purpose, because love is his purpose. That's what he's purposed us to do, among other things. But let's start with love. Loving on him, getting intimate with him, praying, fasting, doing the things that God has committed and told us to do, being obedient, being forgiving, all of these things, those are the ways that we show God that we love him, fulfill his commandment, take care of the people who cannot take care of themselves, widows, orphans, give, give generously. These are things that God honors and holds as love. Give him your whole entire heart, your mind, your soul. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And then trust in him. Surrender your ideas, your ideals, your creativity, your thoughts. Surrender all of that to him and watch him make it into something great. Because he's great. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So let's not follow what the world says. Let's go anti-culture. We're going counter-culture. We're going to do the opposite of what culture says. We're going to think the opposite of what culture thinks. We're going to do the opposite of what culture says to do. And we're going to follow God's way. Because God's way is the truth and the life. It's the way that we need to go. So... May the Lord add a blessing to his, the reading of his word. I pray that you are encouraged, that his word has blessed you immensely because it has blessed me. And I pray that as we go throughout the rest of this week, that we don't just hear this word, but we apply it. And that is what we do here at It's the Breakdown Podcast is I do my very best to to do what God says to do, right? And so what God has asked me to do is to break the word down so that we can digest it. So we break the word down so that it's easy to chew, to understand, give a little uh, clarity. And then with the wisdom that he's given us, because he says, if you ask me for wisdom, I will generously give it. He's not gonna withhold anything from us. That's not who he is. But with that, we relate to it when it's broken down now we see that the bible is actually active it's living it's right now 
a lot of times people think that the Bible is from for the past because it's, it was written in the past. No, but the Bible is instruction for now. It is instruction for how we are to live. So we relate to it. Then we are learning how to apply it to our lives. And so I pray that this word was relatable and that you are, we will apply it to our lives going forward. And that this week coming, that God confirms this word for you. Everywhere you go, you see love on purpose or love, purpose, surrender, light. And when you see those words, you know that God is confirming his word to you. He's speaking to you. And in that, that draws you closer to him. He says, if you would draw near to me, I will draw near to you. So if we would just love him, you know, show him that we love him, honor him, worship him. God meets us where we are. He has not forgotten about you. He sees your hardships. He sees the struggles, but he also knows that he is testing your faith. He is growing you. He is preparing us. He is getting us ready for the purpose that he has for us. Okay, so keep in mind Jeremiah 29 11. Keep in mind that God has a great plan and he's going to see it fulfill. His word does not return unto him void. God's word will prevail. God's plan, God's purpose will prevail no matter what. So even if you make a mistake, if we make mistakes, God's purpose will prevail. Remember that. Okay, so let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your purpose. We thank you for your love. We thank you that love is a part of our purpose, the thing that you've purposed us for. Help us, Lord God, to love you freely, openly, and willingly. Fill us up with your love, oh God, so that we would pour out onto the world as you would have us to do. You told us that we are to go into the world and make disciples. So Lord, in order to do that, we understand now that we have to get into your presence and let you fill us with your love. Give us different perspective, your perspective on who we are. Help us to love ourselves well and better than we do. Help us, Lord God, to stop putting ourselves down, your creation. Help us to see ourselves as you see us so that we will accept and adorn the love that you give us and cherish it so much so that we want to share it, that we want everybody to know about it, that we want to exhibit your love, that we want to show people your love that we can't even help it that we shine your light so brightly that we draw all men unto thee and so we thank you for this word lord god we thank you for wisdom clarity and understanding we thank you lord god that you give us wisdom generously but you tell us with getting wisdom that we must get understanding and so we thank you God for this opportunity we thank you for your son Jesus we thank you Lord God for who you are we thank you for your love your grace and your mercy and we worship you we honor you with our hearts our minds and our souls we surrender fully to you oh God we give you all of us as a living sacrifice holy unto you oh God we thank you God for setting us apart We thank you, God, for favor, for blessing us, for keeping us, for protecting us as only you could. So keep us, Lord God, in your will. 
and help us to stay on the way that you've shown us. All these things in your sweet name, Jesus, we do pray. Amen. So if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I pray that you pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart. I know that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe and I confess with my mouth that you came to earth. You died on the cross and you rose on the third day. I want you to be Lord of my life. If you prayed this prayer, you are now in the family of believers. Keep coming to It's the Breakdown podcast. And by all means, get into a Bible-based church that is teaching the word of God. So I pray that as you go forth, you will go in God's way and that you will go and enjoy his love. So if you know what I'm going to say, here goes. Be blessed. But more importantly, be a blessing. God loves you and I do too. everyone I just wanted to make a quick correction um it is Genesis 37 where we first see uh about Joseph's dream I'm sorry not 35 it is 37 and I also want to make sure that I add uh the scripture that we had for to for uh this past uh week this week our scripture of the day which we call script Tuesday um, it was first John 318. And so it reads as such, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. I want you to continue reading these scriptures read these scriptures throughout the week but don't just read the scriptures read the whole entire chapter if you have time make time um and read it and just see you you'll understand the context and if you don't we'll go over it if if you have a question please by all means uh dm me or you can email me at it's the breakdown podcast at gmail.com and i will be glad to share um, uh, any understanding that I'm that the, the Lord may give to me but God is basically telling us in this last scripture that it is not enough for us to just speak that we love someone love is not just in words it is in deed and in truth so we have to have truth and we have to have actions we have to have works to show that we love Okay, so now be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing.